I'm take my shoes off and get my little feetsies out there for that one guy. Shoutouts to you, one guy. Shoutouts to that one fucking weirdo that loves yeah. your feet. All right, so weird. Hey guys, welcome back to the Alfredo's Podcast, official podcast for digital and creative media works. For each week, we take something from pop culture and try to break it down to better understand it. My name is David. Hi, my name is Ben. I was taking a drink of water and I got caught <laughs> off by the question of, what's my name? Got, got caught off guard. Yep. Uh, we're back, baby. We're coming to you live from the apocalypse. Live from the center of David's, David's, David's living room. Yep. It's, we haven't got a good setup yet. We're going to get there, I promise. It's very haphazard. This feels like uh, this feels like the old days. This feels like day one when we were literally just in the corner of a basement. And now here we are. Now here we are. In the corner of a corner basement. Of Okay, it's just not a basement. <laughs> if you want to help support the show, the best way to do it is to head to patreon.com slash DCMworks. Uh, if you wanted to listen to this a few days earlier, you can head to Patreon and you would have already heard this. Get access to all kinds of behind the scenes stuff. I've just started publishing the interface podcast series on there. The AI. The AI the voice AI read podcast. One. Yep. Um, so if you want to hear that uh, a few months early, you can head over there to Patreon and check it out. It's very spooky. Um, it helps support us and also get access to all of our uh, big projects early. We appreciate your support. Patreon.com slash DCMworks. We thought, what better way to, to kick things back off than to talk about, like, the end of our favorite thing. Yeah. Um, as we come to endings, end of the studio, end of an era. The end of the world. Probably the end of the world. Yeah. It does kind of feel like that at the moment. Um, so, we figured, you know, why not talk about something that's equally depressing? Mm-hmm. And talk about uh, Bojack Horseman Season 6 Part 2. Which was just the last... Which was just extra episodes tacked on to It was. Um, so, I'm the way that I'm going to approach this is, like, I've kind of broken down... The general themes of like season six as a whole um, as a whole and yeah. then like address just kind of the ending as a separate idea sure um because the ending is like sort of its own entity in some ways with this yeah um, i don't really know how i feel about it we'll kind of try and pick <laughs> our way through it trying to trying to figure out what our feelings are because yeah. yeah i kind of had a similar reaction i was just like i don't know how i feel about this exactly exactly it kind of kind of was like um it's yeah. kind of it, it yeah it hurt but not because of the story but mainly more because it's just like the context of the, the context. show ending exactly yeah. for those of you who don't know um bojack horseman is was created by uh rafael bob uh waxberg and this is the final season uh the of the netflix show um before we get into the summary yeah i mean obviously you just kind of alluded to it but like yeah what were your thoughts there wasn't much well there wasn't as much development which i guess makes sense because it's the second half of the last season mm-hmm. like the first half there was more like they actually kind of, it felt like more of just like a regular season mm-hmm. whereas this one was just like it was definitely like yep it's finishing it's over it's where we're clearing things up and you know they 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 pull a lot of end of season cliches and they just like throw them at the window just to like make in, it in, very blatantly obvious like this is last yeah. season we're pulling out all the stops even though, you know just, even though half of them are just like fake outs and whatnot which is kind of nice like i think one of the complaints i was reading online about so a big part of the process of my research is i'll try and get the the pulse of like what people in general are saying right you go into the reddits yeah like i'll do some reddit is i'll do, a, a really big one actually is like looking at the press material that the companies put out after their sh- like shell movie has dropped so right. they'll put out like you know a series of trailers or whatever after season six part two came out and people who have watched it will go in there and comment their comment. thoughts right it's actually yeah, a really yeah. interesting source of like the way people <laughs> it gets you a really good temperature on what people yeah. are feeling um and the interesting thing this time is they put out a video that was um every character's first and last lines in the show which is a really interesting experiment that highlighted some of the stuff that we'll talk about which is that a lot of the deep and meaningful stuff that people are keen to read into this show does exist 
but a lot of that is maybe subtextual or a lot of that is not necessarily so like, watch that video it seems interesting yeah it's it's an interesting thing to watch like i think i think you would expect it to be way more profound and like have the first and last lines really linked but it's but super not <laughs> yeah. which is kind of indicative of something in and of <laughs> yeah. itself um look i i really i've so i watched it twice the season six part two uh, I watched it twice before recording. And the first time I was really like kind of nothing on it. Like I didn't really get anything from it. Second time, I have to say like I really enjoyed it a lot more because I knew what it was going for. And it just, it it was very, it very confidently did what it did. Right. I, th- I think is what I would say. Like as a, as a conclusion to quite a big TV show, it very confidently stepped in and, and put some closure on some things that I'm not sure a lot of shows do very well, which yeah. is that last kind of season wrap-up bit and we'll kind of get into how that works um thematically and narratively and whether or not we think it's a good conclusion but i think at the very least like the confidence with which it approached this was something i haven't seen a lot of yeah i think it was a good conclusion it definitely didn't kind of it didn't like overstay it well overstay its welcome or try to kind of like weasel itself into having you know unanswered questions that you know stick with the audience and make people think about the show for years to come it's like no it, it knew that it was finishing and it was like all right we're, we're gonna respect our audience and actually just give them an ending and not kind of not fuck be around. a complete dick tease and you know give them like a, non, a non-ending ending yeah definitely and i i appreciate that they had that that candor to respect us. yeah but we should put the pillow in the in the middle no on. this is my you leaning on it Damn, yeah it's, like it's quite comfortable adam will be like branding 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 that's you can have that branding you can, adam. Have, <laughs> you can have that's that's, oh, that's not gonna get. be an awkward yeah. position for you to sit in at all that's all you get okay uh, let's get into the summary and then let's get into the the meat and potatoes of this one we pick up in wesleyan university where bojack teaches acting and struggles to establish boundaries with hollyhock meanwhile diane struggles with her depression in chicago she at once wants to write her memoir about suffering and loss but struggles to do so while on her antidepressants. Elsewhere, Hollywood reporters pay a visit to Penny and begin to narrow down on the Bojack Hollyhock story. While Max and Paige interview Mr. Peanut Butter, Pickles and Joey Pogo grow closer and resolve their differences. Bojack tries to put together the pieces after an alarming phone call. However, Sarah Lynn's story still comes out and Bojack provides an interview for the first time since Philbert. Diane eventually meets Guy's son. Bojack, now effectively a pariah from society after his second interview, finds a new AA sponsor with a checkered past. Todd plans a party to impress his mother, and Diane learns about Sonny. Meanwhile, Angela Diaz reaches out to Bojack with a proposition. Princess Carolyn gets a sweet offer from Lenny Turtletob, and Todd hatches a scheme to see his mother. Bojack meets up with Angela Diaz and begins drinking with her. He spirals into a bender, which sees him in a dreamlike reality with the ghosts of his past at a dinner party. After the party, each person performs their final act on stage and leaves via the door into the other side. Bojack realizes he's not ready to go and resists. Bojack survives and is consequently sent to prison for breaking and entering and his bender. He's allowed out for 24 hours to attend Princess Carolyn's wedding with Judah. Bojack attends the wedding and much to his surprise, nothing goes terribly wrong. Bojack and Todd reconcile some, and on the roof, Bojack and Diane reflect on their lives together. It's clear that this is where their story ends, and it's also where our story ends. Credits. It's a. It's again similar to the first part of season six. Like not. Not a lot actually happens. Yeah. Mm. So it, it's, it's it's the first half of season six is kind of concerned with it's a lot of like aftermath of previous stuff. It's like, but yeah, reflecting on Sarahlyn's death as well. Yeah, and like all of the things that Bojack's done previously are yeah. like are like actually coming back to haunt him. Whereas this this half is like it's there isn't too much that really comes back to haunt him per se. It's mostly just like there's there's really only like a few like 
problem things that happen mm-hmm. like probably just the interview being like really the only thing that like comes and goes and the rest of the season yeah it's just sort of it's dealing with okay we've got this pile of characters and the show's done a pretty good job of throughout the seasons moving them to points where this season makes sense yeah it's not like there's any characters who feel overly rushed except maybe peanut butter i was gonna say the first name that came to my mind when you said yeah. that was peanut butter. he's probably like the most rushed his relationship with um pickles is probably they probably were just like oh, fuck let's just throw it out the window let's just let's right. just get rid of it because we need it, we need him to be in this state that they had obviously planned for him to be, which was for him to help with Bojack getting out of prison and, and like, for him to be happy, like on his own, like finally you, for once. What you were kind of saying, I think, is completely correct. Season the first half sets up a lot of that stuff, yeah, and it seems to have this like the, the sensation we left part one with that we talked about in our episode was that it there was this sensation that this stuff was going to come out, Hollyhock was going to find out, and he was going to fall off the rails get cancelled, like, relapse, that kind of thing. Like, it yeah. was this kind of apocalyptic scale that, like, six seasons of this of this story and struggle... We're just gonna, like, explode. And it's, like, completely explode. It's gonna be, like, this, this Armageddon of truth or whatever. But the truth is, like, all of that stuff does happen, but it isn't the end of the world. Like, Bojack... Bojack is cancelled. He does relapse. He goes to prison. He gets sober again. It just kind of happens, it, though. Yeah, it, it's yeah. not this, this apocalyptic, like, oh, it's the end of the world for this character or... or, or or yeah like it, it just kind of it doesn't <laughs> like you yeah there's no there's no like earth shattering revelations that happens in this half of the season mm. there's no like the interview is just him sort of telling the truth about what actually happened with Sarah Lynn and when that comes out you know it's it's like this big deal and it's from a from like a world perspective like yeah he gets he's like hated by literally everyone like yeah. it's you, literally everyone hates him but from like a narrative perspective it's like you don't it doesn't affect the story really it's just like if anything it's just like a stepping stone between like him being hated and then him getting the proposition from the ex-producer yeah yeah and then going on the bender dying <laughs> yeah. dying yeah yeah it's it seems like it was just like a stepping stone on the way to where they wanted him to be i feel like they wanted to do like the fake out of him dying they were just like let's just do it yeah let's just fucking do it you it, know people have been wanting it or like did expecting you think, it did you think he was gonna die in that episode i yes yes yeah <laughs> I okay did. yeah i i was when it was happening it was the kind of thing where i'm just like the, i know this is the second last episode I would be entirely fine with them killing him now and then having the last episode be kind of just like everyone else reconciling it. I thought that was going to be the case. And it's almost what happens, like him going to jail. He basically drops off the face. He does, yeah. It gives everyone else that ability to go through a bunch of changes, which we find out when he's at the party. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's almost, again, like a lot of this comes back to like respect for the audience because we've talked a lot about how like, you know, you watch the show and you're, you're gonna find a character who you really resonate with. Yeah. I almost feel like they, they had this situation where it's just like, we can kill Bojack here, but that would be pretty brutal for the subset of, of our audience who, for whatever reason, you know, no, no disrespect to them, but for whatever reason, are still associating with Bojack as a character. Mm-hmm. It's probably not in our best interest to just kill him off. It's also like pretty unempathetic to do something like that. Yeah, for a it's, show that's it's, for, for a show sh- that really like that has these characters that really dig in and like latch onto you as like a you go you you know you really associate with them. Mm-hmm. It's pretty rough for them to just chuck one of the to characters get rid in of, the pool. Yeah, especially and just kill. yeah, especially because it has such a focus on like you should never judge people 
as simply as you would like to. Like, there's a big theme in this show about, like, people are very complicated. Mm. When it was happening, I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Like, they're, they're just, they're deciding to kill him. But then when they were, like, the fake out, it wasn't like, oh, no, yeah, that makes sense. Like, they're not yeah. going to kill Bojack. It, At least yeah. not yet. The, this is another question that I have is, like, given how focused the show is in general on, like, nihilism and, like, particularly, like, on a... On, a, on an existential level, Bojack is pretty preoccupied with this idea that he feels like nothing he ever does has any consequences, so he can do whatever he wants. Mm. In some ways, this season gives him his comeuppance in a lot of ways, but it doesn't seem to, like, have an impact. Like, prison's good for him because he has structure. Like, to an extent, <laughs> he kind of gets... A, not gets away with it, but to an extent, like, he comes back and, yeah, Princess Carolyn's like, hey, you should kind of keep your options open or whatever. And, like, clearly she's like, this is not... He, th- he thinks it's, like, an open slate. She's like, you still kind of going to be a pariah yeah but there's no like cosmic karmic consequence to his actions like someone he loves isn't punished like no one dies because of his actions yeah i feel like the the last episode in particular it's it's almost inconsequential that he lives or dies in the second last episode because mm-hmm. the entirety of the last episode is focused on the other characters like sort of wrapping up everyone else's like where they are and where they're going forward from that position and you don't need bojack to be there he's almost like this ethereal ghostly form that is like that is like haunting this party and it's like and because he communicates with each of the people like one-on-one on separately on their own like there's never like a big group at the end it's it's like it's it's bojack with peanut butter then it's bojack with princess carolyn then it's bojack with todd and bojack with diane it's It's these separate, like, one-on-one interactions, which... And because Bojack's, for a lot of people, the main surrogate character, mm-hmm. it's it's really just, like, he doesn't need to be there, but it would be hard for them to tie up all these ends without him because there would be no reason for these people to explain their situation. Where, you know, so if, if Bojack did die, oh, you've got all these characters who have made these quite big changes, both, like, while he was in prison and throughout the whole season, and they're just expressing where they are currently it would be you know you you essentially just need soliloquies yeah what would, you, what would the alternative got, be like you know they go to his funeral and like they say goodbye they just, to him individually and like recap what's happening yeah it them? would yeah or like their eulogy is like it would just be it'd just be weird yeah him being there just just like yeah narratively it means that they're able to just like wrap up everyone else did you feel that with that wrapping up because like i mean we'll talk about the diane thing last because that's the very last thing that happens and mm. it kind of speaks to the show sort of i guess the what the show thinks about endings it's the same <coughs> with the the todd on the beach conversation but in general like the idea of the the wedding with pc and judah and like the, the this idea that like even todd you know reconciles with his mother like everyone seems to get what they want except bojack because he kind of stops wanting i was trying to put it together when i was doing my research the other night but like his his arc in this season is he's goes through the recovery process has trouble with it ends up getting his fucking the person running the therapy center like drunk yeah goes through that trauma thinks that he's on the road to recovery then hollyhock finds out his secret and it seems like everything's all over and it's going to be the end of the world but he doesn't know about that he only knows that the reporters are investigating and then it comes out that very same night. He doesn't actually have the same arc that we see the story go through. He just literally like has that one night, goes to the interviews, then ends up on the bender, then ends up in jail. Like he doesn't have like the 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 like the narrative arc doesn't necessarily reflect where Bojack is at. Yeah. Which is like super interesting because it he really doesn't change that much this season. He kind of comes into it like, yeah, he accepts therapy and he kinda ends up integrating himself into that. But after that, that's pretty much it. Like, the only other thing that is a big significant change for him is that he enjoys teaching. Yeah. That's kind of it. 
that's just kind of like a through line throughout the whole season is well, the whole half of the season is the is the teaching aspect where it's like his version of ref, like being reformed mm-hmm. where he's got this teaching gig at the college and that's like his you know when he's going through the whole issue of you know the the reporters kind of chasing him down he's like flashing kind of in and out of this you know situation of being a teacher to all these students and then dealing with like the reporters and then when he's in jail it's the same thing he's like trying to run this mm-hmm. crazy you know yeah. kind of in prison so um, weird yeah there's not as many sort of drastic changes as there are in like other seasons because mm-hmm. if you look at like season one probably like the big one for that is the baboon guy running up the hill where it's like a lot of that's like a big takeaway yeah. from that season and he's trying to like chase he's like trying to chase happiness in those first few seasons mm-hmm. and then after a while, it's, you know, he's trying to sort of in like the middle kind of seasons, he's like, what what does it even mean to be happy? And then these ones, these last few seasons, in particular, this last one, it's like, is it possible? Like, is it like, what is happiness? That, that moment with Todd at the end is really the show's approach to that philosophical question. I think if you look at the show as a whole, one of the things that keeps happening is these characters keep getting up and trying again. The big thing about like every single character that we see at that end is they went through something pretty traumatic a few times. Like, you know, Todd has to reconnect with his mother. Um, he goes through that that discovery of his kind of asexuality and the difficulties he experiences with that. Obviously, Bojack has like just myriad <laughs> issues. Yeah. Like Princess Carolyn has to go through this process of trying to find love, realizing that she doesn't need love to be happy, then, you know, having the child and thinking she doesn't love the child, and, like, just this, like, this arduous process for her of discovering, like, her own life, and then eventually realizing, of course, that, like, the thing she wanted was in front of her the whole time. Mr. Peanut Butter kind of goes through the same thing, where he goes through all of these really difficult marriages and relationships, and ultimately realizes that, like, the thing that he needed was himself the whole time. Yeah, he's kind of the opposite of Princess Carol. Yeah, they have, yeah. like, the opposite arc. It's kind of yeah. cool. You know, obviously there was a lot of stuff in this that resonated with people as a show as a whole, like the mental health stuff, the the way that it's able to like render the human experience through these animals. I don't know, like it's kind of weirdly <laughs> disarming. We've talked about that a lot. But that Todd and Bojack scene on the beach um, is kind of where I think the, the creators of the show are kind of, it's almost meta at one point. Oh, it's obs- um, it's obscenely meta. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> Todd explains that the point of the Hokey Pokey is not, in fact, what everyone thinks. The point is you do the Hokey Pokey and you turn yourself around. The turning yourself around is the point. The changing is the point. And Bojack suggests the writers probably didn't intend for that meaning. And Todd agrees, but suggests that maybe the point of art is what you get from it, not always what's put into it. And I think, like, Bojack as a story, as we always talk about, like, it provides so many different things for so many different people. Mm. The breadth and depth of, like, the the takeaways from this fucking show, the, the amount of characters you can identify and associate with. Yeah. You know, each season we watch it and we identify with someone different yeah. most of the time. Like, I'm still kind of stuck in the BoJack thing because of the person, <laughs> like, kind of person I am. But yeah. but you kind of bounce through different... And you're like, oh, this season Diane was kind of... I felt what she was. I felt Diane in season five, big time. It was when she kind of <laughs> went and tried to find herself again. Yeah. I felt that, like, spiritually. Like, that was I, a... I, like, I this season and, like, this half of season six, I, like, really didn't like Diane. Not because she's, like, badly written or anything or, like, anything like that. But she becomes she's, unlikable. Well, I don't know. It's like I, she's just like reminded me of a few people, or I'm like, yeah, I don't like like it's it's like a weird thing where I'm like, oh, I can I can see people I've known in Diane, and I'm like, oh man, that's really confronting. <laughs> there's, there's parts of that that I see that that yeah, the Diane stuff was pretty confronting for me because the parts of that I see in myself as a writer like it does that for me was the most reflexive piece of writing i've ever seen that is definitely the show's creators talking about themselves yeah that idea of like 
that you should have to suffer to make good art, but that maybe it's okay to, like, if you make things that people like, then you can be happy and yeah. also still make art, and, like, sometimes it's not so bad. It doesn't have to be... It doesn't all have to be doom and gloom. Doom. And that does seem to be yeah. the way the show ends, too. It's just not all doom and gloom. Yeah. You know, I, I think... Yes, the creators can't embed every single meaning that people have read into this show, but in the nature of rendering something this complex and nuanced, obviously they're going to hit on some stuff that is their intention. Yeah, and they've definitely planned it, like, the with the Princess Carolyn and Peanut Butter, with them being kind of opposites. Like, you know, that means that they're able to catch people who, on one hand, are, like, single and trying to find what it means to be in a relationship, mm-hmm. and people who are in relationships trying to figure out what it means to be single yes. <laughs> like they, they're able to just create these characters who on their own they're still like very well fleshed out they're not just mirror images of each other mm-hmm. but yeah when you sort of think about it you realize that yeah they're hitting like a very wide breadth yeah. of sort of human experience yeah and and they do so without flinching it can be really confronting like there's some stuff in this that that i struggle to watch it's a rendering of a piece of the human experience that you don't see on TV a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, it's either glamorized, it's valorized, it's romanticized, or it's completely avoided. Um, <laughs> a lot of the stuff about, like, mental health and, like, the way that... The, the interactions between Guy and Diane about her mental health is some of the most realistic that I've seen on TV when it does come to that stuff. Yeah. Um, like, when, when you miss a day of tablets or something like that, or you forget them, or you decide not to take them, and, like, that stuff happens. It's not, like, this big, dramatic, like blow up it's like just take your fucking tablets level out and we'll talk about it yeah it's it's just it's weird just weird yeah. and practical and normal and it becomes yeah part of true the normal- that was actually super real yeah. was the it, she doesn't yeah. take her pills i was like yeah i've been there <laughs> yeah i've been weird there. i missed i missed one last week and it was yeah. rough like i just missed a day and i was like fuck man yeah and you um, just you spend the whole day just like with <sighs> bees on your face it's so bad and, and it's <laughs> such a but, it, but like you wouldn't that's not something that you'd normally put on a on fucking tv no because it's you so know? it's it, so mundane but but it I think is. the show gets away with that because of the setting and the animals and the puns and the the jokes and also the 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 amount of story they try and tell. Yeah, I guess like my point ultimately, like reflecting on the show as a whole, it is pretty confronting, and I think that speaks to the show's ability to get to the heart of all these topics it's tackling, but without sort of prejudging them. You were saying before that with BoJack in particular, like it doesn't necessarily condemn him. And kill him and go like, well, he got his just desserts. Like, it's still... His punishment, seemingly, is that he has to keep living. Yeah, his his punishment is... Yeah, it's is that there is no closure. Well, not that there's no closure. Oh, but it's, what, it's what Diane says. Like, yeah. life sucks and then you just keep living. Yeah, yeah. It's that, that life sucks and then you die. It's like, well, no, maybe life sucks and then you keep going. Right, and it that... keeps sucking. That's the realest shit ever. Yeah. Like, that is an ending that doesn't fucking pull any punches. No. Because life sucks and you die is, like, a convenient, nice little neat ending. It's nice, because, yeah, you get away with it. But the goddamn <laughs> truth is, like, life sucks and then, like, you have to wake up the next day. You have to keep day. living, yeah. Um, I was having a conversation with someone and I asked them, like, like they said, yeah, I haven't watched BoJack. Um, and I was like, I was like, it's exactly down your alley. Like, they struggle with a lot of the same stuff I do. And... She was like, look, the, the reason I watched the first half of season one and then I had to shut it off because its lens is too sharp. It's too refined. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It, and I completely empathize with that. Like, I think I think it is a show that can be difficult to approach. When, when did this fight? When did Bojack season one drop? 20. When did we start? It was like mm-hmm. a year after we started this show. Well, we covered season one and two together. Oh, could um, we missed because we, we were like yeah. behind a year. So did it start so, in like 2014 then, um, I guess? 2014, yeah. Yeah, so that would have been 
yeah, so 2015 was like for me when I was sort of when I was coming around, when I was sort of getting better, <laughs> when, a, yeah. when I was being a bit less weird. For because sure. of that, it was easier to kind of watch it because it is it was more of a reflection of the past, not a not sort of like I can imagine if you're in the midst of it watching it, it would feel like staring into a crystal ball and just being like, "What? No, what the it's heck? Like, like, it's like no, like staring face on into the void." <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and it because it is a it is a caricature. It is fiction. It's just very, it draws from a lot of shared experiences that you have that people don't talk about when you go through that kind of mental health cycle. The stuff like when you forget to take your pills and you have a weird day. Yeah. And it's- Or you forget to take your pills and like you have an argument with someone you love or like you do dumb shit. Like yeah. Just, and you, you, yeah. you have nights out where you go and you just get absolutely hammered and you compl- you just like, Jesus, that was weird. Yeah. I can, yeah, I can imagine- if you're sort of in that midpoint, yeah, it it would be a very sharp lens. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, yeah, I can completely empathize with that. But I guess like reflecting on the show as a whole to kind of wrap it up, like now that we're at the end of it, where where do you <laughs> land on it? What's what's kind um, of Um I need to rewatch it. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna like rewatch the whole thing. Yeah. Um we should rewatch the whole thing and then do a complete Yeah you know retrospective <laughs> at some point <laughs> it might be a while away yeah but i i do want to rewatch it just because i mean it's it's a well-made show so it's good to watch mm-hmm. um maybe i'll rewatch it with laura because she kind of got lost mm-hmm. kind of in the earlier seasons and then i had to you know power through it for the episodes yeah <laughs> um so i might, re- might watch it with her mm-hmm. yeah it, it might be the kind of thing where because i know when we because we both watched it th- we watched the whole thing pretty much just solo yeah it might be interesting to see if it's the kind of show that if you've seen it and you've sort of gone through that shit that you can share with someone, not necessarily someone who's going through the same kind of shit, because again, it might be mm. a bit too confronting, but maybe someone who hasn't gone through it and doesn't really understand. I think it's a good tool for that. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, and you know, like it is entertaining and it's not informative necessarily, but it's it's it has perspectives in it, which aren't, and they're not like human lived perspectives because they're not real people. But they are lived perspectives yeah they like, are yeah i guess it's it's not like it's not like a documentary mm-hmm. where it's like when you watch like a documentary or something or if you watch like i don't know like schindler's list it's yeah. like that's like super confronting because you're like you have this idea of that actually happened and it is like a dramatized aspect of something that actually happened but with this because it's it's cartoon horses you can kind of detach from it a yeah. little bit especially if you're kind of outside that realm mm-hmm. of having dealt with it before yep so I think from that perspective, yeah, it's the kind of thing where, yeah, like sit down with someone who's like <laughs> willing to commit to watching six seasons of it and sort of get through it. I do think it is going to be an interesting tool for that going forward when you do want to kind of explore that stuff yeah, um, in a way that feels relatively safe. Knowing how it ends, it's like, yeah, that's the thing. It feels like a little f- more comfortable to f- yeah, that's, recommend. It's, yeah, that's definitely it. When, the, when, when the end of every season was this like absolute black hole of oh, anything God. that happened it was yeah it was hard uh, it yeah. was hard to recommend it to someone because when they would catch up to you they would just fall into the same pit you'd be like welcome here's my home the there's hole a, there, i remember very vividly there's an episode that ends and it's when mr peanut butter has the game show where bojack dumps the money into a
And it's always, I think it's interesting too, that like even the, the stuff that is good, like, you know, PC marrying Judah and like Diane sort of having a, a stable relationship or whatever, that stuff isn't great. It doesn't, you know, like it doesn't sort of have this filter of like, this is the best thing to ever happen. It just yeah. kind of happens. It's just like, it's, it's, it's a norm. It's like a, it's life. It's just, hey, things are, there's some semblance of normals norm normality normalcy yeah normal definitely yeah <laughs> yeah uh, yeah no that's exactly it like life just kind of returns to and ev- like eventually life returns to an established medium um yeah. and that's not such a bad thing as i think what this show is trying to say i don't think i don't think it's particularly preoccupied with saying okay well you should want this drama or this difficulty like ultimately if if you're happy with the medium of your life and the average that you live in that's more than a lot of people have the luxury of having Mm. that's more than a lot of these characters have the luxury of having because of their mental health problems because of their personality quirks because they haven't you know been to therapy and 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 done a lot of that work it is the case that if you can have a happy medium where you can just exist and it's healthy and okay that's maybe something to actually aspire to and that not everything has to be this roller coaster of emotion and benders in like crazy like tantric sex and like going to different <laughs> you know going well because that's like a big thing of bojack oh like, geez you know going underwater and yeah. all these cra- the grammys and the fucking winning awards and being in right. films yeah like maybe it's okay to just like just exist and find a comfortable way to do that with people that you'd like to do it with i think yeah. maybe that can be enough I think that's ultimately like the show of the message, uh, message of the show. I don't, I don't think it's out there trying to grandstand and make a huge point about like how Bojack is an evil dude. I just think it's really interested in trying to yeah. communicate that it's okay to exist. Yeah. And I'm glad it's over. Same. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's kind of a relief. I'm glad it's done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love this show, but thank Christ. <laughs> thank Pe- God. People that are like, they canceled my favorite show. No, no, no. They ended it. From like a, if we dive into the business a little bit, this like the show was, it was like abruptly canceled. Yes. Netflix, bear, whatever. But I think what they did with it was probably the best thing they could have done done with the time. Absolutely. The because how many episodes per season do they normally do? Like it's like sixteen or seventeen, I think. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. So this was like essentially one season. Just yeah, they just did it. It Could be wrong. They do vary. The first season's shorter. Yeah. Um, So and I imagine like they probably would have wrapped things up basically the same way, just maybe with one extra season. I could see you could do a season of BoJack in prison and stuff like that. There's some stuff that you could have done with this if you had more time. Yeah, I um, guess, yeah, and maybe a season of BoJack being cancelled or... Yeah, just- but then I I, I kind of like the way that the waiting was given to the, that not really being the focus. Because what do you do with that? Like, in, how do you talk about that in a way that has any kind of value at all except to say that, like, yes, you should have been cancelled? Like they did yeah. all of that in the time they had. I think they they pulled out the most of that they could have with just the sort of commentary on the you know whenever someone gets cancelled they're usually very widely accepted into some certain spaces. Mm-hmm. Like they would like that's all you really need to say on that's Pretty all much. you really need to say. Yeah. And so they did it. And you you when it's happening you're seeing it coming from a mile away. You're like oh, I see exactly where this is going to go. And then it happens. You're like all right cool we don't have to dwell on that for a whole season. Yeah yeah kind of, exactly. <laughs> yeah yeah you're like I see where it's coming from where it's going cool. Yeah cool yeah exactly. Um, I think that's pretty much it for this episode. Uh, do you have any recommendations for this week? Oh, man. I've been playing The Outer Wilds on PS4. So good. It is phenomenal. Dude, I've been telling you to play that game for like three months. Yeah, it's an absolute like travesty that it came out around the same time as The Outer Wilds because... <laughs> <laughs> so, bad timing. Uh, just really bad timing because it is such a good game. How good is it? It is like... Uh, it's, it's, it's just so good. I How- mean, apart from the fact that the... 
like the the flying around in space is just fun because it's all like super realistically modeled. I, I, it's exactly and your kind of shit. Yeah, it's all but, physics puzzles. But like the the narrative and like the, the cor- discovery, the emotion the, at the yeah, oh, the core of the story. So it's it's the 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 way we've been doing is me and Laura have basically been playing it together. Where it's like I'm playing. That's but a good way to do it. But like we're both like engaged in it and like you know unraveling the story and like we've we've been like throwing around theories and like figuring things mm-hmm. out and being like oh this is probably what's happening and rah 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 and mm-hmm. it's just a really fun game so plus there's just like it's just funny like things will happen you'll just be like oh i am now in the sun yeah. it's also just the the, the 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 it's visually quite beautiful it is uh-huh. and there's nothing like just getting ejected into space and just going well, I'm dead. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I really, really like <laughs> Definitely it. Definitely recommend yeah, it. Yeah, if, if you want a quick, like, one ele- one tennis elevator pitch, basically, like, you're in a solar system in a time loop, and your job is to work out what's going on. Yeah. Um, if you want, sort of the- yeah, you're trying to, you're in a time loop, and you're trying to prevent the supernova. You're pr- trying to prevent the sun from exploding. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And, and- it's, everything goes from there. <laughs> There's a lot It's really in there. quite good. I've been playing Disco Elysium. Another indie darling so of, of the last year. Fucking. That's like next on my list of games I should have played because I like indie games, dude. but I haven't yet. It's like one of the best RPGs I've ever played. Yeah. It's I've, so fucking good. I've, I've heard that it's very, it's, it's like very close to buying it when it was on sale last, like last Steam yeah. sale, but I'll probably pick it up once I've done The Outer Wild. It's the writing is just like so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love it i was like i need to bring that on the podcast it's so good yeah it's like two birds on wire i'm like yes it's so well written it's such a good game i really really recommend it like you if i think what i would say is if you can get through the first day and you enjoy it then keep playing it but if you don't enjoy the first day don't keep playing it because it's just more of that. like it's a really it's just more of that it's a really like you're either gonna love it or hate it kind of thing right um but yeah i really recommend it Otherwise, if you want to support us, you can find us uh, at DCMWorks everywhere. We're on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, if you're watching the video of this on YouTube, make sure you check out some of our other projects we've got coming up. Uh, we've got a documentary coming up uh, about the weirdest mod we've ever seen. That should be out by the time this goes up. Yep. Um, go check that out. Otherwise, I just interviewed Wayne June, the voice actor for Darkest Dungeon. Ooh. That video project is coming up soon. Spicy. Um, so, you're actually in that video. You don't know it yet. I am. Um, I am aware of yeah. it. I oh, know no, there's why. another bit. I, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear so God. So, keep an eye out for that. Um, otherwise, if you want to follow us individually, I'm at DCMIHatePi. I'm at Literal Citrus. And we'll see you guys next week. Adam wanted us to record a Patreon plug for the top after okay. we finish it. So I'm just going to, you just have to chip it. I'm just going to do it. You can chip okay. it if you want. Hi. <laughs> no? no? Just, okay. Let me hang on. Wait a minute. <laughs>